the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The House is at it again, trying to elect a new speaker. Madam Clerk, I rise to nominate Kevin McCarthy for the position of Speaker of the House. Ron DeSantis returns for his second term as governor of Florida. I, Ron DeSantis, do solemnly swear, do solemnly swear that I will support, protect, and defend, that I will support, protect, and defend the Constitution and government, the Constitution and government of the United States and of the state of Florida, of the United States and of the state of Florida. Paramount Pictures sued for more than $500 million. Actors Olivia Hussey and Leonard Whiting have filed the suit in Los Angeles Superior Court. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Wednesday, January 4th. I'm Mike Scott. During a vote for House Speaker, Republican Representative Steve Scalise of Louisiana nominated his party's choice. Madam Clerk, I rise to nominate Kevin McCarthy for the position of Speaker of the House. Democrat Representative Pete Aguilar of California nominated his party's choice. I rise to nominate Hakeem Jeffries for unity in Congress. has been recognized. For unity in Congress and progress in our country. Democrats are united behind Hakeem Jeffries. The start of a new Congress was supposed to be a victory lap for the Republican Party as it took control of the lower chamber following November's elections. Instead, Representative McCarthy faced a rebellion from within his own ranks and made history for all the wrong reasons. The House adjourned Tuesday night without a speaker, the first time since 1923 they had failed to choose a leader after a first-round vote. House Clerk Cheryl Johnson recorded the vote for a motion to adjourn. The question is on the motion. All those in favor say aye. Aye. All those opposed, no. No. The ayes have it. The motion is adopted. The House stands adjourned until noon tomorrow. The House will convene today as Republicans try again to elect a speaker for the new Congress. Should McCarthy come up short again on the first ballot of the day, the clerk will repeat the roll call vote until he is able to garner a majority or a motion to adjourn is approved. The California lawmaker is expected to continue making concessions and compromises with the holdouts until he is able to grasp the gavel. The Biden administration does not view the Israeli National Security Minister's visit to a contested holy site as helpful. The Temple Mount visit by an Israeli cabinet minister drew fierce condemnation from across the Muslim world and a strong rebuke from the U.S. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre says the U.S. wants to preserve the status quo of Jerusalem's 
holy sites. The United States stands firmly, uh, and we've been very clear uh, for uh, preservation of the status quo uh, with respect to the holy sites in Jerusalem. Any unilateral action uh, that jeopardizes the status quo is unacceptable. The site happens to be the holiest site in Judaism, home to the ancient biblical temples. A visit to the Temple Mount by an Israeli cabinet minister was seen as a threat by some to the religious status quo. Ron DeSantis was sworn in to a second term as governor of Florida on Tuesday. I, Ron DeSantis, do solemnly swear, do solemnly swear that I will support, protect, and defend, that I will support, protect, and defend the Constitution and government, the Constitution and government of the United States and of the state of Florida, of the United States and of the state of Florida, that I am duly qualified to hold office, that I am duly qualified to hold office under the Constitution of the state, under the Constitution of the state, and that I will well and faithfully perform, and that I will well and faithfully perform the duties of governor the duties of governor on which i am now about to enter on which i am now about to enter so help me god so help me god the florida governor took aim at the floundering federal establishment in washington during his inauguration speech on tuesday lauding his accomplishments during his first term as governor and calling florida a symbol of freedom DeSantis won re-election in November against Democrat Charlie Crisp by nearly 20 points, a contrast to a generally disappointing midterm election for most Republicans that has accelerated speculation about the governor's possible 2024 presidential aspirations. After being sworn in to a second term, the Florida governor says on issues like COVID-19 restrictions, federal spending, and immigration policy, Washington is driven by a political ideology that has eroded freedom and stunted commerce. This bizarre but prevalent ideology that permeates these policy measures purports to act in the name of justice for the marginalized but it frowns upon American institutions. It rejects merit and achievement, and it advocates identity essentialism. We reject this woke ideology. The Florida governor says his state is not the place for woke ideology. We seek normalcy, not philosophical lunacy. We will not allow reality, facts, and truth to become optional, we will never surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. As 2024 speculation looms, DeSantis is weighing a possible run for president. Daybreak Insider correspondent Ed Donahue takes a look at how the Florida governor set his state up as a blueprint for conservative policy across the country. DeSantis sounded like a 2024 presidential candidate, talking about the Biden administration's immigration policy. It has recklessly facilitated open borders. On the economy. Federal government has gone on an inflationary spending binge that has left our nation weaker and our citizens 
poor. DeSantis has built a national image as a conservative, blasting woke ideology. We will not allow reality, facts, and truth to become optional. We will never surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. Democratic House leader Fentress Driscoll says this is probably the first Florida governor to give an inaugural speech not speaking to the people of Florida. Adding any time DeSantis wants to distract from his own failed record, he creates a new fake woke boogeyman to battle. I'm Ed Donahue. Incoming Representative George Santos faced a rocky first day in Congress on Tuesday with reports surfacing that he dodged reporters outside his office and then was called a liar by at least one of his colleagues on the House floor. Various outlets report that the embattled newcomer approached his Capitol Hill office early Tuesday and turned in the opposite direction when he spotted reporters waiting for him. Though they tried to pursue, Santos ultimately left the area without answering any questions. Later, Fox News reported that while inside the House chamber, Santos could be seen sitting alone in the back of the chamber, busying himself on the phone. Santos will have to wait to take his oath of office before being seated in the House. Daybreak Insider correspondent Norman Hall has more on the Santos story. Republican representative-elect George Santos of New York, who is accused of lying about large portions of his accomplishments, will have to wait to add one thing with certainty to his resume, U.S. Congressman. Santos has arrived in Washington to be sworn in, but his swearing-in was delayed after Republicans who controlled the House failed in multiple rounds of voting to elect a Speaker. Incoming members cannot be sworn in until a Speaker is chosen. Norman Hall, Washington. 24-year-old Buffalo Bills safety Damar Hamlin remains in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center's intensive care unit after suffering a cardiac arrest during Monday night's game against the Cincinnati Bengals. With just over six minutes remaining in the first quarter Monday night, Hamlin tackled Bengals wideout T. Higgins after a 13-yard catch. Hamlin got to his feet, and then collapsed backward. Hamlin was treated and received CPR while on the field. According to the Bills, his heartbeat was restored on the field twice before being transported in an ambulance to the area hospital for further testing and treatment. In an Associated Press interview, Hockey Hall of Fame defenseman Chris Pronger, who went into cardiac arrest when hit in the chest by a puck in 1998, says although he was about the same age as the Bills' safety Hamlin when his incident occurred, it's too soon to know how similar the events are. I don't want to speculate that he had what I had because I, you know, I think people are kind of making them the same and I, I don't know if they are. Pronger says teams and leagues constantly monitor their responses to emergency situations. I think as you go through these situations, it it stress tests it, you know it stress tests things, but it also um, allows you, you to to make sure that your protocols are working. The Hockey Hall of Fame defenseman says a situation such as the one involving Damar Hamlin demonstrates how emergency responses have become a priority in sports. It calls attention to, you know, health and safety and things like that, but it also calls attention to the protocols that are in place uh, and how quickly the 
medical staffs um, can get out to the field. Hamlin's uncle Dorian Glenn told CNN that his nephew had to have his heart restarted twice, once on the field, and then again once at the hospital. Glenn says there were some encouraging signs Tuesday, including doctors reducing the amount of oxygen Hamlin was receiving. The NFL has informed the Bills and Bengals their suspended game will not be resumed this week, while the Week 18 schedule remains unchanged. The NFL has made no decision regarding the possible resumption of that pivotal Bills-Bengals game at a later date. The White House says Southwest Airlines failed its customers and will be held accountable for massive holiday cancellations. Daybreak Insider White House correspondent Greg Clugston brings us this story. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre didn't mince words when asked about the thousands of canceled Southwest flights and stranded travelers over the Christmas holiday. Southwest Airlines failed its customers, point blank. She said the Transportation Department will hold the airline accountable, insisting that Southwest covers customers' costs of rebooking, hotel rooms, meals, and transportation to and from hotels. Greg Clugston, The White House. A group of video game testers has formed Microsoft's first labor union in the U.S. It will also be the largest union in the video game industry. Microsoft has already told the Communication Workers of America it would accept the formation of the union at its Maryland-based video game subsidiary, ZeniMax Studios. That's fulfilling a promise it made to try to build public support for its $68.7 billion acquisition of another big game company, Activision Blizzard. About 300 quality assurance workers at game publisher Bethesda Softworks and its parent ZeniMax were expected to join the union based in offices in Maryland and Texas. Tech companies of all sizes are showing off their latest products at CES, formerly known as the Consumer Electronics Show. The show is getting back to normal after going virtual in 2021 and experiencing a significant drop in attendance in 2022 because of the pandemic. Exhibitors range from big names like Sony and LG to very tiny startups. You might see the next big thing or something that will never make it past the prototype stage. Highlights of a media preview included an AI-connected bird feeder, electric inline skates, and temporary digital tattoos. The stars of the 1968 film Romeo and Juliet have sued Paramount Pictures for more than $500 million over a nude scene shot when they were teens. Actors Olivia Hussey and Leonard Whiting have filed the suit in Los Angeles Superior Court, alleging sexual abuse, sexual harassment, and fraud. 
The suit alleges that director Franco Zeffirelli, who died in 2019, initially told Hussey and Whiting that they would wear flesh-colored undergarments in a bedroom scene. But on the morning of the shoot, Zeffirelli allegedly told the Romeo and Juliet actors that they instead would wear only body makeup and that if they didn't act in the nude, the picture would fail and their careers would be hurt. Olivia Hussey was 15 at the time and Leonard Whiting was 16. They're now 71 and 72 years old, respectively. And their suit says they've suffered emotional damage and mental anguish for decades. Paramount has not responded to a request for comment. I'm Donna Warder. And finally, the Mega Millions jackpot increased to an estimated $940 million after another drawing Tuesday resulted in plenty of losers, but not a single grand prize winner. The next drawing is scheduled to be held Friday night. The lack of a winner Tuesday means there have been 23 straight drawings without anyone taking the top prize. The new jackpot will remain the sixth largest jackpot in U.S. history. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.